Got first pick. Now nah, you go first. We'll take the guy mugging that dude. No! We'll take the victim. Really? He just got stabbed. He's in no condition to play. Alrighty, here it is. Episode 16, Last One's Pick Podcast. This is Mike Duana. It's our sweet 16. Yeah, sweet 16. Don't we have like, aren't we supposed to have a party? Get yeah. money and presents? Party! Oh, crrr. Doesn't it turn a little like racy after the parents leave? Yeah. Isn't that how sweet 16 is? I, I didn't know. have a sweet 16. I don't dude. know. Yeah. So, I think yeah, because like, I'm a dude. I didn't have no sweet 16. Well, I had like friends over and we played video games I'm and I ate ice cream till all hours of the night. And then actually... We went outside at five o'clock in the morning, and played wiffle ball because we thought that was a good idea. That sounds like a sweet, sounds like pet. a sweet sixth birthday. It was a lot. I love wiffle ball. I play wiffle ball all the time. I still go when I do. I go home. I play, but nevertheless, we have uh, Steve Bell on with us today again. He's been stopping by quite frequently lately. I guess he doesn't have much to do. I heard yeah, he's, he's he's out of work in yeah, a week, and he's he's gonna be on every week at that point. For all your Uber driver needs, call Stephen Steve Bell. Bell. Hey, leave him a good rating, and he'll drive you anywhere. Uber. You don't even have to tip him, he said. He doesn't like tips. He prefers not to be tipped. So, all right. Anyways. Whoa, go ahead. Just take over. I mean, you didn't in- introduce me. That's I fine. did. I said I'm with my co-host, Corey Myers. If you hadn't talked over Corey, me, Mr. Irrelevant. Like, I don't remember that. This is Mike, the microwave Tijuana. Yeah, it's actually relevant to call you Mr. Irrelevant because it's a draft episode. The draft. Yes. Mr. Who's Mr. Re- oh, Giannis Antetokounmpo's brother was yeah. Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah, he was drafted Irrelevant. by the Sixers, and then you traded him. Yeah. Dude, you drafted everybody and traded everybody, I feel yeah, like. We always do that. That's just because the NBA is weird. NBA is so Just do weird. it like the NFL and like make the trade beforehand. No, that'd be too easy. Like, that's what so weird. What the heck weird. is going on out there? Get out of like here. somebody's power washing the room. Anyways. The Sorry. draft. The NBA draft was two nights ago. On Thursday, this is Saturday. Um, three days and three nights. Three days and three nights. I don't think Jesus. Okay, so I have a story to tell. We were watching uh, Mexico play, and a guy came on, was subbing in for Mexico, and his name was Jesus, and his last name was Corona, but he didn't have the whole name. He just had Jesus C on the back of his jersey, and Christy was like, Jesus Christ? <laughs> and I was like, that's inappropriate. We can't talk about that. So Christy's my fiance. Sorry. So we can talk about it on the podcast though i just wanted to tell everybody because i thought it was funny she doesn't listen and this will be if she does listen and she hasn't been lying to me she'll get upset at me so and you'll know this is like one of those this is like one of those things that you have to read the whole paragraph to find the special word so you hear about those guys like during the draft combine they'd give out um like the nfl they'd they'd give out like playbooks and to make sure that like they read it they would put like a hundred dollar bill on the back on the last page to make sure that or like in one of the middle pages to make sure the kid like actually read all the plays yep that's yes. a good idea. That's what you're doing right now. Speaking of draft questions, now we're jumping into the middle right now. But did you hear about that team? Like Kevin Knox said, a random team, they didn't say who, um, but a team asked him if he had a child because they heard that he had had a like child through a random relationship one night stand. And he was like, what? And apparently it wasn't true, but like he, he like grilled him on it. And then he was like, after being grilled on it for a couple minutes, he was like, that's not, where did you hear this? And then he's like, okay, fine, tell me the kid's name. And then the team got like all embarrassed and basically just like walked out the door with their tail through their legs and were like, it was a hoax. We made it up because we were trying to, and he was like, I'm not, don't draft me. And <laughs> I mean, teams do that sometimes. They, they ask you like really weird questions to see how you react. Well, who's like the guy? that team that asked Eli Apple if he was gay, yep. like that's randomly. Awesome. They just do it to see like how you're gonna react because people are gonna ask you that on the field or the court like say stuff that people are gonna say, say a lot worse stuff. React. Yeah, should have done to Zinedine Zidane and he wouldn't have been giving people headbutts if he had that practice. I read somewhere that uh, what's his name uh, on the Lakers if they uh, Metal World Peace. No, the Panda. guy is on the Nets now. Uh, what's his name? 
No, the kid. Oh, oh Brandon Russell. Oh. Brandon Russell. No. Yeah. If he knew better, he wouldn't be uh, telling it on people's business. If he knew yeah. how to, yeah, if they trained you him see, properly. Uh, this is kind of, this is soccer, but the, one of the Iranian players said, uh, Diego Costa said stuff about his mother and his sister, like, throughout the whole game. Like, every time he looked at him, he would just say something really bad about his family. I can see Diego Costa doing that. I said, like, that's what just stuff. That's, that's why they ask him. This is that. not the last one's kicked podcast. Sorry. Moving on we from soccer. Talk- that is my fault. Like I got us. I got us sidetracked because of anyway. The draft. C. The draft happened. It was. It pretty, It wasn't as interesting as I thought. There weren't it a lot of trades. Had the potential for absolute chaos. I think that's how I get really like. I thought the NFL draft was gonna have a lot of trades because there's so many rumors that you never really know what's gonna happen, and all the trades are kind of lame. DeAndre Ayton um, had been the number one pick for months, like since about oh, yeah. halfway since like November. I do love that uh, Adrian Bojanowski or how Woj. How he like they said he couldn't give away picks, so he would just like give them away, but not like with ninety nine percent sure. He'd be like, "The Lakers are really enamored with this player," or like the Celtics are looking really hard at this guy. I started noticing that with the Knicks because I didn't want the Knicks to take Kevin Knox at first. Oh yeah, on Twitter, all he'd say is, "I think like the Knicks are." are really doing their research on Kevin, Kevin Knox. Knox. Yes. And I'm like, well, they're taking Kevin Knox. And then I was like, oh, dang it. So he just kind of had an idea. And then he did the same thing with the Sixers the next oh, he did, pick. he did it every single pick. Yeah, and then I was like, oh, he just knows. So whoever he's talking about I don't about know how you get that job, but that's like my dream job, to be like Adam Schefter or Woj and just like get rumors from people and just announce them to the world. His phone never stops ringing. He's got to have like three or four of them. I don't know if you've seen this How I Met Your Mother episode where Barney goes to the Super Bowl and puts his phone number on like the broadcast and his phone like he throws it away because it drives him insane. I feel like that would be me if I was like Woj or um, Schefter. Like yeah, I would you're just, just getting so like rumors from everybody. Like yeah. how do, I, I don't know. It sounds like a great job though. But I'm, Woj, if you're listening, hire me. I'll read your texts for you. Be your assistant. I'd be I'd be Woj's text reader. I'd be his text reader. I'd answer calls for him. Yeah. That seems Hello, like this is Woj's job. office. Yeah, that seems like a pretty. Yeah, that's pretty job. good. Hello, this is Woj. Anyways. All right, so draft recap. Obviously, um, number one, DeAndre Ayton, he was there for months. Um, Mo Bamba didn't rise like we all thought he might. And then Michael Porter Jr. had the slide of the night. Like, that was probably the biggest surprise, I guess. Crashed. Which, that's a... But, the, I mean, spoiler, his medical but. stuff did come out, like, right before the draft day. Yeah. They, they came out with medical stuff. And then, apparently, his agent came out with, like, good medical stuff. But no one believed it, so he fell. Um, but... For you guys, who is the biggest reach in this draft, in at least the first round? I think they, uh, uh, Trey Young went really high. I mean, I think he's going to be really good, but I don't think he's the most NBA ready yet. I think he's going to be really good one day. I know a lot of people are bashing him, but I don't think he's NBA ready yet, and I think he went really high. And then, obviously, the trade with the Mavericks and the Hawks, that was the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. That was really dumb. But, um... Because the Hawks, they drafted uh, what's they, his name? They got Trey Young. Well, no, no, no. They drafted. Uh, they drafted Doncic and, and traded him for Trey Young. But then in why first. didn't they just draft Trey Young? Because they got a first round pick out of it. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that, I guess that makes sense. But teams I, I, just feel bad, like they know they shouldn't take this guy at three, even though they like him. Yeah. So they'll take him. Like the Sixers knew Zaire Smith was too high. It was too high to be taken at ten. So they took someone else, Michael Bridges, and then traded him because they knew, like, the players they want. They're I don't know, but they just. Teams know they they don't want to look embarrassed. I feel they, so bad for Mike Bridges. I don't feel that bad. He's getting paid like 
a million dollars. Dude was like so excited to go to the Sixers. You could just tell on his face, like all of his interviews, like I'm staying home, man. Like my family, like this has been my dream since I was a kid. That's why you should like announce the trade before the pick. Minutes, and then it was like, oh, actually. You're going to go ahead and go to somebody else. It's even worse because his mom actually you. works for the Sixers. And it's even worse because it's the Suns. And she's in HR, so she probably fired yeah. somebody. <laughs> she filled out some complaints. But, like, I, I mean, you can't if it be was too like, But if it was, like, the Warriors, oh, you know, I can deal with yeah. winning championships every year. But it's the Suns. But he's going to have to win some. He's going to play a lot more for the Suns. They're a worse, far worse team than the Sixers. He'll probably start. Almost right away for that team, um, he gets to play with some young guys like DeAndre and Devin Booker. The way it happened kind of sucks. The way the place he ended up, he's on an up and coming team. He's gonna play a lot. He's getting paid a lot more than if he got picked at sixteen, like Zaire Smith did. Um, so I, I don't feel too bad for the guy. The one thing I'll say though is that um, Michael Bridges' pick would have made Rocco expendable, which would have been helpful in trades because I think he has I think he has some value. I think a lot of teams, a lot of these I think guys, Rocco is expendable to... either way because the only way you're trading him is for a guy like Kawhi Leonard, or right? CJ McCollum or Bradley Beal, who but, also are better than Rocco. But I think he's more expendable if you have Michael Bridges. Yeah, but I, I think Zaire Smith's not a bad shooter. He's not. A, he's not a volume shooter, so there's not a lot to look at. But he's good, he's a good shooter. He's a three and D kind of guy. Yeah, um, with a little more athleticism than Rocco or Michael Bridges. I guess I'm thinking. And I think if, he he has a lower floor, but a much higher ceiling than Michael Bridges. And, and I'm just kidding. Was, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I should have, I should have tried to interrupt you. I you, I should have let you go. It's your team. But what I was gonna say is that I think in my I was thinking if they end up having to get rid of Saric and Rocco, it would have been nice to have a similar player in that mold. Especially one that was from Philly. Like, I, I know for my teams, like my New York teams, there's a guy from New York, man. I love, you know, Kyrie Irving's from New Jersey. If he goes to the Knicks, he's going to instantly be my favorite player probably ever on the Knicks. Like, Carmelo was my favorite player because he's a New York guy. Like, I love New York guys. I love New Jersey guys. I just, I don't know what it is about the so local any of kid. you New Jersey guys out there, Mike loves you. Way to make it weird. Way <laughs> to make it weird. Um, so, did you say your biggest reach? I'm sorry. I was listening to you interrupt me. I'm going to go with, I love Dante DiVincenzo, but I'm going to go with that was the biggest reach at 17. Yeah. I think you could have, I mean, the Bucks. he kind of fits what the Bucks need. They don't need, uh, they need shooters, they need athletic guys. Didn't to they end up trading him with. to the Jazz? No, they kept him. Uh, Grayson Allen went to the Jazz, oh, which Grayson I think Allen is probably the worst pick in the draft, but that's for later. Um, also, the, the, guys, love that the guy that the Sixers picked at 26, um, Landry Shamet. Oh, he's, he's kind good of a reach. State. He is good, but I think he was kind of a reach. I think they could have got of, him with 38 or 39. Maybe, but he might be he, he might be another guy that they look at in that same like he might have made that trade for Bridges a little easier. So, because he's in, I mean he's not really a three point shooter in college, but you can develop a three point shot fairly easily nowadays. And I feel like that's kind of what because he's kind of a tweener positionally. He's kind of in between small forward, power forward. He's a little too little too slow for small forward, a little too big. He plays point guard, but that, yeah. Shamet? No, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. No, he's, he's a not. point he's guard. He's a big guy. He's a point guard. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he was a big guy. I thought he was a big guy anyway. He's a point guard, so but that's okay. I'm a different route. I guess we'll cut now that. they're gonna not do any of that. I think I, I think they got him because he he's a decent shooter, and he can take if they do trade faults, um, he can take that back up or the third string point guard for um, and still be a decent enough shooter for a guy like LeBron or Kawhi Leonard to pass to. So. Maybe, but I still think he's a little high. I'm trying to th- now. I'm just trying to think of who the big guy in Wichita State was that 
I can't remember. But anyway, there's a guy in Wichita State that I thought Philly picked. I'll think about it eventually, and then I'll be embarrassed. But right now, I'm not. Um, I think for me, the biggest reach is actually Marvin Bagley, number two. And I think the reason I picked him as the biggest reach is because I didn't think there were too many reaches in this draft. I felt like the reason I, I put him there is because I felt like the Kings could have traded down or, you know, do that draft him and then trade down a little bit and get more value for future picks because I don't think Bagley adds anything to your team defensively, which nowadays in the NBA, if you're going to be a big guy, you have to be able to defend on the perimeter. It's essential. If you can't, then you're almost useless. You look at a guy like Ennis Cantor, who 15 years ago would have been one of the best bigs in the league had he been putting up those kind of numbers. And even with his lack of defense, he would have been, he still would have been a starter. And, and, but now in the NBA, he can't play. And I'm, I'm concerned that Bagley's going to have a similar career trajectory in that he's going to end up being a sixth or seventh man who puts up good offensive numbers, but is just torched defensively. I mean, because you look at Duke, Mike Krzyzewski has never played zone until he had Marvin Bagley on his team because Marvin Bagley couldn't defend a paper bag. And so I'm a little concerned for that. And you know how the Kings have a history of screwing things up. That is another reason why. No. I the mean, Kings? Yes. No way. I mean, I saw a list of all the Kings picks. I actually think the Kings are cursed by the Lakers cheating. <laughs> um, and what, what was it? O two 2 when they cheated in that conference finals? the Lakers cheated. I thought that was just the, the ref. When the refs, cheated. when the Lakers paid. The, you remember that, Steve? Uh, no, I remember championship. Lakers winning. I'm pretty sure the, the Lakers didn't pay anybody. I thought he just bet on the game. Yeah, right? he's, yeah, we didn't pay him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Donahue. Um, and I think obviously the biggest slide is Michael Porter. I mean, there's no real question there. I think outside of, I mean, that's a pretty obvious one. But I think outside of that, um, Aaron Holiday, one of the three Holiday brothers. Um, I think the Pacers got probably the steal of the draft at 23 with him because he's going to be a solid point guard for them um, to back up. Um, Oladipo, and he fell to 23. I mean, he was yeah. he was projected 10 to 15. Um, so I think that's yeah. I mean, Robert Williams. Robert Williams yeah. is the other one, but he was projected outside lottery. Like he has 15, he has 20. a lot of like off the court issues right. though. Like there was nothing his played in. Like Michael Porter Jr. had medical stuff. Yeah. If there's one thing that scares NBA teams more than injuries, it's off the field issues or off the court yeah. issues. So I mean, I wasn't. I mean, I was surprised by it a little bit, but I wasn't too surprised. I guess. All right, so best worst move. So not draft necessarily, just the move trade that you think was the best, and then it's probably going to be the worst for the other team. But if you have two separate the ones, the best was Dallas getting Luka Doncic. Without, I mean, they gave up the fifth pick and a future first protected pick. They that's a steal. I mean, Luka Doncic looks like the most ready. Um, he doesn't have the highest ceiling of anyone, but he definitely has the highest floor. I think he's he's got an NBA ready body. He's played against like actual men over in overseas, ex NBA players. His team was NBA, like all, some of them ex NBA stuff like that. Um, so that was a steal. And they didn't they didn't even give up. They protected their pick. Even the Sixers got an unprotected pick. I think the biggest surprise was have you seen his mom? Apparently she was a model. Oh yeah, and. Wow, I mean, let's draft her. <laughs> there were like NBA players like tweeting about her. I think I Andre Iguodala said all he said was "Mom's decent." I thought with it was like a thousand si- exclamation points. I thought it was his sister at first. I she thought it was his girlfriend. Yeah, she looks so young. His it's dad's like old, and she is like super young. It was, that was weird. Yeah, that's that's. The and like some of these right other guys there. are walking out with their moms, and they're like, they're like 40, 50, 
Like, can barely get down the stairs. Was it like a competition to see how much you could help your mom walk down the stairs? Yeah. One guy carried his Goodness mom. Goodness gracious. And then the guy with his dad was in the wheelchair. He, I understand he just walked being, without like, him. respectful and stuff. But I just, I felt like the first guy did it to be polite. Then the second guy's like, oh, I can one-up that. But the next whole, guy's like, I'm literally just going to carry my entire family on my yeah. back. And I was like, what the heck? And then, about? like, the fourth guy just forgot his parents altogether and was, like, way ahead He brought of his them. brother and his agent. <laughs> I was like, what the heck? So I thought that was kind of weird. Um, I had the same thing as Dallas getting Doncic, but I did actually get a different move um, I, I for the worst move. Um, I, I have the Hawks. This is, like, a later pick, so it's not going to be as important, I guess. But I have the Hawks as my worst move in a separate trade. Um, they traded two second-round picks for Devontae Graham. The Hawks are a rebuilding team with basically no point guard experience. I think they have Dennis Schroeder, but they don't really have good players on their team. Devontae Graham is a good player. He was great in college. I think he won player of the year, didn't he, this year or last year? No, he was he was top four, though. Yeah, he's one of the best players in college. Obviously, he would have come out in the draft if he had a lot of NBA potential, but you know this person can play basketball. Whatever questions there are about size and speed and strength, all of that is secondary to the fact that you know you've seen him play basketball and dominate at his level that he's on. Why not give him a chance with the 34th pick? What two what second round picks are you going to make that have more NBA potential than Devontae Graham? I think the the Hawks by far had the worst draft night. I think they screwed up on that Doncic trade. They, yeah, I think Amari Spellman. I love Amari Spellman, but at 30 that's a little high. Getting Trey Young I mean, they got a future pick, but like I said, it's protected. So. Yeah, and and like I said, that Devonte, that Devonte Graham, that really confused me because I've watched him play a I lot don't, of games. Past the first fifteen, I don't even watch my team pick because I'm just gonna get like a notification that they pick somebody, and then ten seconds later they're gonna trade him. So I feel like though Devonte Graham could easily become a quality rotation borderline starter in the NBA. I, like I said, he's got a good shot. It's not the most consistent. Obviously, if he was a, a great player, he would have gone in the lottery or higher than that. But you just, I watched him play, and the dude can play basketball. And that, I mean, you're looking for basketball players. In the second round, you're just looking for potential guys that can play. And I don't know what you would have gotten that was better than Devontae Graham in the second round. I don't know what two second-round picks are you're going to get that are, that are worth more than him. And so that really confused me for a team that's bad as the Hawks were this year. What do you give your team as a grade? I say B plus. I say B plus. So I would say C is you start C is average, yeah. and then A is exceptional, right? If they blow out, so if the Knicks had traded their pick and gotten LeBron James and ten future first round picks, I'm like, oh, holy crap, that's an A plus. Um, that would have been crazy. That would have been great. Uh, but no, like the Knicks, they didn't do anything out of out of the box. They didn't blow anybody away, but they made good picks with good potential in Kevin Knox and um, and Robert Williams, I think. I um, no, not Robert Williams. I can't think of the kid's name. I'm sorry, but the the second Robinson, the guy Robinson, from Pensacola. yeah, Robinson, um, Mitchell Robinson. That's what it is. Um, and Kevin Knox has good NBA potential, um, borderline All Star potential. Whereas Williamson, I Robinson. Robinson. I'm sorry, I'm blanking. Um, but Robinson, he doesn't have the same. Now level. he's never going to be on our show, Mike. He can't even get his name right. <laughs> um, where well, Robinson doesn't have the same potential, but he's got that wing size three and D kind of potential. And nowadays the NBA is built around wings. And so you have to have good small forward shooting guard power forward if you're going to win anything. And I think they were trying to get some depth in that position. And so while I wanted them to take Michael Porter jr, they went the safe route and I give them a B plus for that. I think they did well enough to not get a bad grade. 
Um, I give my team a C plus. Um, I was kind of frustrated. I wanted actually, I wanted Mitchell Robinson. I thought we needed some height there, and Lopez is getting older. Um, Ragnar, he's a good player. He's the problem is he fifteen twenty years ago it would have been a good pick. Today's NBA, I don't think he's gonna be super successful because he's kind of slow and I. I don't know. I and I, especially with the Lakers, what they're trying to do, they want to do this fast-paced offense. I don't think it's going to work out. I think Mo Wagner is literally Jaleel Okafor. Um, yeah, his offensive game, work, yeah. But he was picked a lot lower, so there's a lot less expe- expectations. Um, and if you guys do sign guys like Paul George, the defense, the lack of defense won't hurt you as much. But he, that dude can score. I mean, he can shoot from all over the I was floor. Say, the one thing about Wagner different than Okafor is Wagner has a bit of an outside shot. He does, but I mean, yeah, that's. But he's slow, difference. though. But he is, in today's he is NBA, it's all about this. And he's a little space. small. He's only yeah. like 6'9", 6'10", to play the center position. But I think he'll be a good off no, the bench to seven, back up. seven foot, isn't he? Is he? he? Oh. Yeah, I, think he's I thought foot. he was smaller. He's in between six yeah. foot and seven foot. Yeah. He's in between, you yeah. know, 5'3", and I, I just 9 think feet tall. Today's, to me, 15, I was like, 15, 20 years ago, I would have been really excited with this pick. But like, it would been, it, he would have reminded me of Troy Murphy. Um, he played for us a couple years. And it, yeah, I would have excited. I saw him in Dr. Doolittle. Yeah, no. <laughs> but now that's three. That's three today. But now I I I can't be excited about him. I'm sorry, and that's why I had to give them a C you're, plus. You're zero for three, Mike. That's a strikeout. You're done. No more. Wah, wah, wah. I give the Sixers. I'm gonna give them a B minus. I'm gonna give them a B plus for the guys they actually picked. A B minus for how they did it. Um, I, I I just feel bad for Michael Bridges. Like I yeah, say, like did you it said, bother you actually? Like did you have some regret? It in how did. Like I wanted Michael Bridges, but he is he's older than most of the other guys. Um, he is like more NBA ready because he's older. Um, because he is older, he's played longer. He's got like championship experience, but his upside is probably the lowest of the top ten. What grade would you have given them if they drafted Michael Porter? I would have given them a. B plus question mark because I don't like them taking injured players. I'm not anymore. good at algebra, so what does B plus question mark equal? Uh, it's it's to be determined. Okay, because you never know. Yeah, I mean, even the Nuggets, I don't know what to give them because he could be the next LeBron or he could never play again. So right. he could be Greg Oden. But right. I get yeah, I give him. So really quickly, we talked about LeBron a little bit last week. Um, we talk about him a lot every week. Who? The guy he plays basketball. He's from. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Okay. Um, does their draft have any impact on his future? And I'll go. I'm going to take it from this route. I don't think it does, unless they use Colin Sexton in a trade to get another piece. And they've Cleveland has done that a lot when LeBron's been there. They did it with Wiggins and Bennett, and um, and they've done it before. So they've done it before. See, the only difference is Wiggins. Wiggins was the number one pick. His potential was a lot higher. I mean, he didn't pan out to be that great. Um, he's still a decent player, but Colin Sexton, I don't like no one talked about him to be just when he got drafted to the Cavs, everyone's talking about, oh, this guy's like the best point guard in the draft. He has so much potential. And it's literally just I heard that a think, little bit before because I think the I think there was like a like a um rose colored view on Doncic a little bit. And then once we got a little once we got a little closer like they started to, the shades started to fall down a little bit and you started to see a little bit of the the thorns and it wasn't always 
you know, it's not all, you know, sunshine and roses with him. Like, he, there are some, Doncic is not a perfect player, okay? He does have his own faults. He's, you know, he's a little slow on, a little slow. He's not as explosive as some people would like. And so I think the other, I think when Doncic started to go down in people's minds, the other point guards just naturally yeah. started to rise. And I, I think, think that's I, I looked at Sexton with a little bit of rose-colored glasses because of that game against um, Minnesota when he played three on five and almost brought them back to win anyways. And I think that's, like, most of his draft status came from that one game. Because uh, he didn't play great in the tournament. He shot a lot and didn't make a lot of his shots. Um, he's he's a, a volume shooter, which I don't think LeBron would want. Um, this reminds me of the Shabazz Napier pick. Uh, the first time he left, or when he left the Heat, he told the Heat to draft Shabazz Napier, and then he left. So The one thing I would say about that is Colin Sexton has a much more NBA-ready frame or NBA style frame than Shabazz Napier did. Napier was a college like point guard and he was good for the heat when he, they were picking 35th, I guess. Um, but I mean, if they had a lottery pick, I think they would have gone a different direction. I know. I just, I don't think LeBron James is going to let a rookie decide where he goes. Um, like, unless, like you said, unless he gets traded for something, but this is what I would say. Um, you know, when there's a marriage that is actually, it's not working out, and the husband goes like, oh, I'll get you a ring or I'll buy you a car. Instead of something, instead of not working on the marriage to fix a marriage, they, they're they hoping, just patch it. Yeah, they patch tape. it. So that's what Sexton is. Like, oh, yeah, we'll get you a nice car. He's just car. a shiny gift. He's just a shiny gift. But it's not going to do anything because the wife is already planning to leave. The marriage is ruined. And they didn't do anything to fix the relationship with the organization. There's a lot of stuff the way they handled LeBron, you know, Griffin, all the kind of stuff. They, they just didn't, the owner, Gilbert, it's a lot of stuff they didn't do right. And... Um, it, it, I feel like it's over with, and they could try whatever they want. LeBron's mind's made up; he's done. He's done. He's frustrated. And only that, he did what he was he was planned to do. He was going to win them a championship, and he did. So his work is done. So I feel like it's funny, like everyone's saying now in Cleveland, like, "Oh yeah, he's gonna stay." No, it's a nice shiny car, but he's leaving anyway. The, it, there's going to be a divorce. It's gonna be a huge, um, ugly breakup. But uh, the car does look nice, and Sexton might be a nice. I don't think he's uh, a Cadillac or anything, but it's going to be a nice car, a Prius. You know, get some. He's get some Colin Sexton, a Prius. <laughs> get some good miles in and stuff. So, but yeah. All right, Corey. So, shoulda, coulda, woulda. Something that should have happened that would have led to something else that could have happened, which would have meant something else happening. It's kind of confusing. And I said it backwards the first time when we were talking about this episode. So. If you don't have anything, uh, it's completely understandable. But I totally expect you to have something here. So I'll go with mine first so you can kind of get what go see what I was thinking more. Something that I have that should have happened and then it would have set off a chain of events, the Cavs should have traded their pick, in my opinion. If they want to keep LeBron, which is the only thing that they should be focused on right now, they shouldn't be worried about rebuilding. If LeBron leaves, then you worry about rebuilding next year. Right now, when you're in the finals every year, you don't worry about rebuilding. You worry about getting back to the finals and winning the finals. So they should have traded that pick. Should that should they have traded their pick, they could have moved up in the draft order and taken a more NBA-ready piece if they had com- combined other stuff. They Or they could have added a superstar. Either one of those things would have made it either an easier rebuild or had LeBron staying. And... And I'll explain if they had traded for a superstar or another star with the eighth pick, and I think they could have got one depending on who they were going for. Then when LeBron left, it wouldn't have been they it wouldn't have been as much of a void. 
if they had tried to trade up in the draft or acquire future picks, then it would have been easier if LeBron does leave. They can rebuild more with those other pieces that they're getting. Okay. I'm going to go to your Knicks. Okay. They should have traded. They should have drafted Michael Porter Jr. Okay. Um, and that would have set their rebuild. They're not going to win in the next couple of years anyways. Um, so they have some time because, I mean, we don't even know if Porzingis is going to play this year. So next year they could get Porzingis back, Michael Porter Jr., and a really high pick again. Um, so they should have. I don't know if I gave you a should have or a, a could have. Should have. They should have drafted him. They would have better players next year, and they could be a championship team soon. But they're not because <laughs> they picked Kevin Knox. The thing, like, I really wanted Michael Porter Jr. at first, but like everybody passed on him, man. Like, if the Sixers had drafted him right after, I would have been super upset because then the Knicks were the direct team to pass on Michael Porter. Like, when Michael Porter fell to nine, you would have been linked, like. like I would like say the, the Blazers to, to Michael. I would say the Cavs are the first team to pass on Michael Porter. I feel like everybody else that drafted above him drafted players that were rated higher than him anyway. I don't know. I think the Bulls probably should have taken him at seven. Maybe, but... And may, I don't think Trey Young should have been taken ahead of him. I don't know who would else have been taken at five. But Trey Young is not going to be better than Michael Porter. So I think anyone five and lower passed on Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I... I the way I looked at it as a Knicks fan, I was like, the Knicks were the first or second team to pass on him. So if the Sixers had drafted him, I was full sure he was going to become a perennial all-star and the best player. You know, if the, the Sixers goat. don't take him, oh yeah, there's, there's something some wrong with him. Serious injury. Because we love us some yeah. injured players. But once the Sixers passed on him and then a couple other teams, once he fell all the way to 14, I'm like, you know what? The Knicks are not going to be forever linked to Michael Porter Jr. There are a lot of teams that are going to have missed I that. will link them. Like, there are eight or however many teams that passed on Donovan Mitchell this year that miss, wish they hadn't done that. You know, how many teams passed on Kobe? There's not one team linked to passing on Kobe. There's one team linked to trading Kobe, but there's not one Charlotte. team linked to, to passing on Kobe. And Kobe went 11th or 9th oh, or something like that. I don't remember. Kobe's a scrub anyways. <laughs> but do you have a tweet of the week this week? I do. I have to find it, though. All right. I have mine up. I'll read it Kay. really slowly so you can I find got yours. It. Just okay. hurry up. So mine comes from uh, ESPN, um, Tim McMahon. McMahon? McMahon? I don't know. McMahon? I think it's McMahon. McMahon. Thank you. Um, and that's underscore ESPN, M-A-C, dot, 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 because I can't see the rest of his Twitter handle because he has such a long last name. I'm assuming it's how you spell his last name. Just look up ESPN, Tim McMahon. McMahon. Ask my 12-year-old if she wants to sign up for a daddy-daughter volleyball tourney. Mm. She declines, saying, I'm not good enough. Quote, you have to be a certain kind of athlete that you're not. I ask, what kind of athlete is that? She says, um, young. Hashtag Father's Day is over. Roasted. That was like the day after Father's Day, which Roasted. made it better. My tweet of the week is from 12Up Sports, at 12Up Sport. Um, it's a picture of a hot dog covered in nerds with a, a cotton candy bun. So the double A Erie Sea Wolves are selling a hot dog covered in nerds in a cotton candy bun. But hear us out. What if they just didn't? I just love it because that's such like a baseball thing to do. Baseball teams just sell the weirdest foods. It's a long and season. You got to try new stuff you every just, once in a while. You just sell foods. And they just like put foods together and people buy them because it's like a baseball thing you now. See Seattle started selling like those um, fried candied grasshoppers. Yeah, they sell grasshopper. It's yeah. gross. That's like a delicacy in Mexico. Just eat like, normal I know a food. Lot of Why would I want to eat a hot dog with cotton candy on it? And nerds. 
That's I think gross. Steve just had a seizure. <laughs> and I know because I have seizures. Oh, do so you, Mike? We're going to drive him to the hospital you, Mike? real quick. Thanks for listening, guys. Don't forget, check us out on The Grilling Truth. Find us on Facebook, on Twitter. Send us information. Steve's dying, so we got to hurry up. But send us your reviews. Um, tell us what you think. If we'll you want to come to Steve's funeral, just let us know. Yeah, we'll just hit us the, up. We'll record from we'll his funeral. We'll send you the deets. Yeah, we'll do a, um, a live podcast from his funeral. Poker. So we'll have somebody live tweeting his funeral, see if anything interesting happens. Um, but thanks for listening, guys. Deuces. All right. Well, I guess we were wrong about you. You can be on our team. Thanks. <laughs>